Just a quick message before we start, we apologise for the delay in releasing this episode. We had problems with our Google Drive and uh, my laptop was in Norfolk so it was a bit difficult for me to edit on my end. Um, as a quick aside, we didn't mention during the episode but uh, Aaron Glazer from the White Book has had his first child in the last week or so so congratulations to him from all of us here at Banter Behind the Throne. Uh, hopefully your son has as good a taste in podcast as you do, Aaron. Um, and without any further ado, here's Waffle with a guitar. His name is Craven, he likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave, he cancels saves, he likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom, he plays for fun, and if you beat him then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast This episode's the worst So it's probably the last With unopposed to claim banter It's banter behind the throne Hello and welcome to Banter Behind the Throne This week it's episode 36 I'm your host, your king of the castle, Dave Bamford And I'm joined today by my tanner, Thomas Peel Say hello Thomas I'm always a tanner, I want a new profession are you uh, are you sick of like slopping shit on um, shit and piss on leather? Is that just not what you want to do with the rest of your life? I feel like there's more career options out there. Okay. Um, I feel like it doesn't just stop at Tanner. I could achieve such heights as roofer. Um, they would well, be more already, literal heights. I've already got a roof on my uh, castle peel. Shit. Yeah. I'd be able to trade them, wouldn't I? Yeah. I I I met a guy when I was younger, and he said um, he wanted to become a thatcher because it was a dying trade. Yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> it's like, no, you mean that no one does it anymore, not that nobody wants it anymore. <laughs> Idiot. Why would uh, you want that? Uh, anyway, yeah. Okay, yeah, so uh, we'll have a job interview about other positions later. But I'm also joined today by my dirty rascal, Jakob Holtman. Say hello, Jakob. Yo. Oh, hello. Thank you very much. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, Jakob is Swedish. He's got a beard. He's very good at Thrones. Um, <laughs> we've had him on before. He came on for our Christmas party and he made us sing about Swedish elves. So that was exciting. <laughs> a bit odd. Uh... It, it was a bit odd. Yeah. Some of our feedback directly related uh, to that. <laughs> that's awesome to hear. I also love Bangers and Mash. <laughs> One of my favourites. Of course, of course. I love when someone combines two pieces of food to make an entirely new meal. It's almost like they're they're cooking. I just can't describe it. Oh, I haven't gone that far yet in my life. (laughs) Raw sausages. Yet to learn. (laughs) Yet to learn. Baggers and mash. (laughs) Oh dear, no one will get that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So this week we are going to talk about what we've been up to, which is lots. We're going to discuss all the news from the last week, which is also lots, so we'll give it a whirlwind tour. And uh, then we're going to discuss the new chapter pack, No Middle Ground? No No Middle Ground. ground. (laughs) uh, It's No Middle Ground at all. It is, it is. So uh, we'll discuss that and then then we'll see what we think of that and then we'll go to bed. So, Peel, what have you been up to this week? I've had a game. Dave. Um, it's a game that we talk about a lot. Um, NBA 2K16. Uh, fantastic, made a pro. I, I am officially a point guard and a uh, small forward. Work out that one. 
Fantastic. And in the throwing... Oh, you're a lot of uh, three-pointers. <laughs> slam dunks, I believe, sir. Slam dunks. I'm dunking on people left, right, and center. But I also went to a throwing tournament this weekend as well, though. I'm yeah. guessing that was the bit of information you wanted and the game you were hinting at. It was, yeah. Uh, your first yeah. slam dunk in four months. So that's pretty I impressive. <laughs> I got my shot blocked a lot that day. Um, yeah, <laughs> I... Um, yeah, I did well ish not really i didn't do well at all i lost three times out of the uh, four times i played but i did beat someone you did james or hammers with his own deck and isn't that what it's all about i think it is i think that was a that's a dream really isn't it so so what did you play i played a lovely bit bit of uh nice watch combining with tyrell which coincidentally dave was what a lot of other people were playing i believe that day Yep, uh, secondary Dave played it, and so did uh, JC Wammer. Although he played it the other way around, JC, and to better effect. Yeah, Rowan managed to beat JC. Um, no, he didn't. Or no, no, sorry, <laughs> Rowan lost to JC and beat me. How could I? I always get it confused when I get beaten. I uh, sometimes think it's a win, but at the same time, it definitely wasn't. Yeah, uh, Rowan got me good. Um, it was close, but I, I had some fun games that day. Uh, first game, I well. After I beat James, you know, that was my first win. Um, I lost to Secondary Dave. Yes. <laughs> I did lose to Secondary Dave. You did. You did. You because weren't very pleased Dave... about it. No, because he got the wall before me. And it was just a case of, oh, it's the wall. Yes. Oh, what do we do? Well, okay. I got it out three turns later, so he won by six power. <laughs> I think the, I, I don't think it was all because of the wall i'm not saying i only lost because of the wall i'm saying that i actually lost by i think around exactly six power <laughs> coincidentally because of the wall mm. yeah Stupid it's, wall. it's not easy to get unopposed power challenges when you're playing a wall deck it's not easy to do <laughs> that's true he's like this is this is really you know I, when i stole uh sternly's wall a couple of weeks ago he was fucked like there was no way he was getting unopposed challenges <laughs> against me. <laughs> so it's just like, can he win through Renown and Power Claim before I can? And the answer is no. <laughs> I won Renown quite a few times. I think that helped me out a bit. Um, well, twice. That was about all, all I could do. I, it was just—it's horrible coming up against a wall deck when you're playing a wall deck because there's—you just sit there and you're just like, well, I, what can I do? Um, it's pretty, it's pretty thematically weird to have two walls on the table as well. Mm. Yeah, it, it freaked me out completely. I must admit. Oh. Yeah, so that's one of the big, you know, I wouldn't want to play a wall deck because the mirror match is just so utterly boring. Mm. It just puts me off a bit. Although, wall decks are so frustrating to play against, that pleases me. So. You know. They are very, um, very frustrating to play against, I must admit. Okay. Um, so, oh, and I also came up against my first Gregor for the game. Yeah. Uh, I can can confirm he is a beast. Did you like him? He's a beast. He fucked me sideways, <laughs> renally, mm -hmm. in most orifices. He was not a fun a thing to come up against in my first game. Oh, I don't recognise him. He's big. And, oh, fuck. <laughs> we have a guy here in we have a guy here in Stockholm who played uh, uh, Lannister with three Cleganes and three Ticklers, and then he had this. Um, uh, he has a he has a kid, and he 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 brought one of his toys, 
and uh, when he uh, pushed the stomach of the toy, it uh, it laughed. So every time he tickled or pillaged someone with uh, Gregor, he, we had a laugh for a minute from a toy. And that happened like four times during the tournament. That's that tickle me out by any chance. Yeah. <laughs> that is terrifying. Like that. Oh, I love it. That, it's horrible. Yeah, it does sound really petrifying. <laughs> so how did but you no, enjoy no, your... Uh... Return to Competitive Thrones, Peel. I realised that I need Valor more than I realised. Um, <laughs> that's a genuine fact. There was a time where they had like 14 characters on the board, and I was like, well, if I had Valor, I'd be fully dicking you right now. But yeah. I don't, so... because Valor's Imagine not very good in a wall deck. <laughs> if you had pulled up Valor, then. Imagine I, the faces. I, yeah. Imagine, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I miss. I miss the face and the look on them of sheer just, no, as they lose. It's not um, like it's like unexpected, though. <laughs> oh, not well, this Cardiff. It's new. Okay, it will, will be unexpected, potentially. Look at this place. Okay. Um, so, are you not thinking... Is it, is it... Should you have played a different deck? You know, because you used to enjoy murdering lots of things with Greyjoy. Uh, and this is like the complete opposite of that, where you don't make military challenges at all. And you might make, <laughs> what, three power challenges in five rounds of Swiss? Strangely, Dave, I actually quite enjoyed it. It's just like a case of, what am I going to do? Well, nothing, mate. Have fun. Come at me. And I just sit there and just like think about my day and think. I think if I was doing a long tournament, like a, a, you know, a properly long tournament, I would have to take that deck because you don't have to think too much. You just sit there and just go, uh, I'll block it with that weenie. I'll block it with that weenie, and I'll block it with that. Weenie, but there are going to be some counters for it very shortly, and I'm thinking anyone who starts to play like put to the sword or anything along those lines is going to should use that to its full advantage just for the wall decks. Sure, sure. Get the high high power challenges through, okay. or strength challenges through, just to wipe out their board that way. I would have liked to come up against someone like that. That would have been fun. Okay, so uh, I was. Have you got anything else to add to that? Tournament report? No, that's about it. Sure. sure. Um, lost to Rowan, lost to Secondary Dave, uh, beat Hammers, and I also lost my first game against Craigo. So, yeah, so I did lose to Callum in the first round as well. Well, uh, a bit more background to that tournament. It was in the, uh, the illustrious Stevenage, which of course is a beautiful <laughs> town, about an hour north of London. Um, and uh, we weren't really aware of a local playgroup, but Whammer and Beck have just moved there. So we were invited along to their game night kit. Brigstock sent a contingent of four. A couple came down from Norwich. Uh, Vince came up from London. Uh, and in the end, there were 19 people, only about half of which I knew. So that was pretty good um, mm. for what is a very new meta. Uh, the, the store's very e eager to uh, keep LCGs in regular rotation. So that's pretty good. I've been there for Star Wars before. Um, Secondary Dave and I and Vince uh, stayed at Whammers the night before, and the hospitality was spectacular. So uh, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, bangers I... and mash? Sorry? Did you have bangers and mash? We didn't have bangers and mash. We had dominoes. Oh, that is... on Saturday. Yeah, that's what we should have done. Mm. We're going to have to get that for Blackwater, aren't we? Like, just on the mm. Saturday night, just bangers and oh, mash definitely. for everybody. Oh, just definitely. get a dinner lady to just serve it up. <laughs> just get a dinner lady with a cart. Yeah. Just go around Darksphere, just like, Bangers and Mash! 
We just get in the middle of the joust. <laughs> just interrupt the second round, like you're doing a military. No, you're not. You're having bangers and mash, are you? <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, fantastic! It just gets That's me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, you go, Mendel. <laughs> sure. So yeah, I played um, Night's Watch: Banner to the Kraken, Jeremy Hammond's uh, lovely little uh, resetty choke deck, um, and I built. Wex's version that he'd been playing in Stockton a couple of weeks before. Uh, and that deck's really fun. Uh, in the four rounds of Swiss, I opened with Naval Superiority three times, and I hit three times, and it is so satisfying. It's it's the best look of... <sighs> that you can get in this game so far. Varus is good. Varus is good, but you can kind of see Varus coming most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. But Naval Superiority, they never see that coming now. And it oh, is, it's sweet. great. Um, unfortunately, in my first game against uh, Becky, she still managed to play Fat Bob on my naval superiority turn. Oh, what? Yeah, fealty plus a King's Road plus an in-house reducer plus two from Noble Cause was Fat Bob. And I was like, that's fine, that's fine. I've I've got a gold, I've got Tears of Lease, we can deal with this. And then comes down the dupe. I was like, okay, that's fine. I've got two copies of Tears of Lease. He's just got to play the long game. And then comes the second dupe. I was like, oh, what? Oh, Three oh, bobs, turn one on a naval turn? Uh, and then she beat me. <laughs> oh. But oh, I, I regained my uh, my honour and fought Your back. Um, and then played Whammer in the cut. Uh, and he was the first person I played who didn't open with a, a, naval, a navalable plot. He opened with Calm, which is nice. Uh, but I saw that coming, so I didn't play Naval. I wiped the board with Varus, which is great. Then I played Naval, and he played Jousting Contest, so I was sad. Oh. Yeah. If, I, if I'd hit, it would have been fine. You know, blow out, I win. Uh, probably. But uh, I didn't. But then I managed to use Yorin to steal like left, so he couldn't use right. Like, so right was used. Oh, that's that, awesome. that was nice. <laughs> oh, um, I did have left and right all the time. I was trying to get them out. I even fished for them once. Yeah. Um, just to try. So I, I, I suffered from a, uh, a lack of power icons for about three turns. And then once I wiped the board, I only saw one military icon for the rest of the game. And I was like, yep, this is useful. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow a wall deck was managing to make challenges against me and get them through unopposed. <laughs> so that was depressing. Uh, but Whammo went on to beat uh, beat Becky in the final. She uh, king to the Swiss with Barra Fealty, and he managed to topple that. So that was nice mm. for him. Mm. Uh, so I ended up third, and it was fantastic fun. And I recommend Naval to everybody because it was awesome. Uh, Jakob, how was your week? What have you been up to? My week's been good. I also went to a tournament, a store championship in Uppsala, which is just north of Stockholm. We were 19 people, and I... Um, Played a uh, Targ Kraken to a uh, huge success, or at least to a third place. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. I love Kraken, and I love Targ. So much fun. Um, I managed to go 4-1 in the Swiss, uh, losing to a Greyjoy Fealty. But I also played Naval Superiority, and I managed to hit uh, at least twice a um, Noble Cause first turn, and pretty much game. Sad. Satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's. It is so fun. Um, but then I um, 
It's pretty much the same story as you, Dave. Uh, top four, I played against Christian, who eventually went to win the tournament, and he was the first player to open with a non-naval hitting plot. He also opened with Calm over Westeros, and I hit it with uh, naval superiority, and that was sad. Although I still managed to go, like, 11-5 in power before he turned it around, um, which was... It was fun. He played Tog Sun, and he eventually went to win um, the whole tournament, which was good for him. First time he um, he uh, won a tournament. He finished oh. third in Blackwater 2014. Yeah, I remember meeting was... him. He's, he seemed really new at the time. I remember talking to him the day before. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he was like, yeah, I've only been playing a little while, and then he just went on to dominate the next day. I was like, all right. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Chill out. He, he played <laughs> one of those crazy Martel no agenda decks with um, lots of two claimers, three Aryan, and uh, Blood Orange Grove, so that you yeah. can give her a military icon and push for three claim, which was that, fun. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that was fun. Apart from that, I um, yesterday I played my first melee. Oh wow! The second edition. It was um, it was fun. Uh, it's still too much rush for me. I love Aries in melee, but it was. Um, I'm not sure about melee in second edition yet. What do you guys think? I haven't played it yet. I haven't played yeah. melee either. Um, mm. In second, edition. it would be fun to play actually. I, I must admit, I think second edition would actually be better. Yeah, or, it uh, probably is. It is. It is good fun. Um, I, but it can I be feel, so quick. I feel mm. like the depth of the first edition card pool was even more of a bonus in melee than it was in joust, simply oh, because. Yeah you could build so many decks that were actually viable in Melee. Like, I played Stewards at Worlds and Starlek. Stewards was not really viable in most first edition metas. Um, you can play uh, Hollow Hill. You've proven that that's a very good deck. And then you came back the next year at Starlek and made the final table with a completely different deck, with Siege, which is the exact opposite yeah. of Knights of the Hollow Hill. Um, what won Starlek this year? Oh, it was Siege, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh... Uh, no, it was uh, uh, Martel No Agenda with Bomb oh, Viper. Course. Yeah, so the Viper that no one plays in uh, Joust yeah. became the centerpiece of the deck that won Starlek and came yeah. second at Worlds. Yeah. So, yeah, it it was the the depth of the card pool really hurts in melee when you can't just play the the crazy out there decks. Exactly, um, and there are. Lego. There were so many cards that were not played in Joust at all, which became secret information in Melee in first edition. So that was yes. fun. Uh, but yeah, it was it was good fun. Uh, I like Melee as a casual game. It's good fun. It's like a board game. Yes. Um, apart from that, I've started a podcast. Another podcast? Another yeah. podcast. <laughs> because people can't seem to get enough of them. <laughs> There was someone in the the Agot Second Edition group in on Facebook that, for real, said, "Why are there not enough Game of Thrones the card game podcasts? I am commuting three hours every day, and now in the middle of the week, I've finished listening to all of them. I need more." <laughs> so, so you, we I commute two one. hours a day, and I have enough podcasts to keep me going. This guy is a madman. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't listen to them all. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so Andreas, um, every, everyone who knows him knows him as Buzz, or the one who is the people's champion who came second in Malayim Wells last year. He has been on to me for 
uh, a couple of years to do a Game of Thrones podcast. And I've been, ugh, I don't know. There are so many podcasts out there, and they all do a very good job. Why Thank would you. we start <laughs> another one? So then someone came up with the idea. Uh, why shouldn't you do one with um, that uh, kind of combines uh, the two best things in the world, which is Game of Thrones, the card game, and Beards? So we started a podcast called Great Beards of Westeros. And apparently it's a huge, huge success. I'm, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. As I said earlier, you know, it made my Nando's just perfect. <laughs> it, it just, what, what, what can make a Nando's better? Just some Swedish men talking about beards. You know, I don't really understand what they're talking about. I, no. I don't have a beard for a combination of personal and professional reasons. But, um, <laughs> but There are fake beards and they're okay. I, I have a fake beard somewhere. Uh, so next time I talk to you, I'll just have to wear that. I think oh, yeah. I won't find it now. <laughs> uh, I, I I recommend you check it out, Peel. It's it's well worth it. <laughs> just I just I, do you know what I want to do next, Dave? If if you know if it all go like, when when we start another one. <laughs> Starting months, another I, podcast. Um, <laughs> I well, do we don't have enough. Time. We'll do two. I want to <laughs> I want to do cooking with. Uh, or something and have two people on one playing like one type of chef one playing another I just like do like a video podcast it's like in Greyjoy you hit with hammer and Greyjoy is just smashing shit and putting it on a grill that's literally all they do every week no matter what it is uh, Martell are like all delicate and really fancy but very rarely cooked and then there's just some guy in the middle trying to learn like almost like a ready steady cook <laughs> and, and how do you um, tie this into um, into the card game because the beards are re- very relevant to the card game they are. They had the beard uh, of the week. The beard of the week. <laughs> yeah, we're talking uh, about uh, specific cards with good beards on. I was just thinking about figuring out a way to get some free food uh, and make people cook. But <laughs> yeah. makes more sense. It's your way, really, Jakob. Um, you could, you could uh, pick out the cards that have food on them. Like a bowl of brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try and just cook the recreate what's in the bowl. Uh, yeah, to the best of authenticity. You've got Monday off, right, Peel? <laughs> <laughs> I've got Monday and plan. Monday and Friday off day. Oh, fantastic! Cooking with, cooking with banter behind the throne. Week one bowl of brown. <laughs> what is it? I got some meat and I chopped it up and then gravy. <laughs> I also added some uh, wheatos because they're brown as well. <laughs> It's best served with bangers and mash. <laughs> could actually get some bangers in there. Uh, yeah. That's the beauty of that. You Easy. could, yeah. You could even do a mash base. Yeah, Just cover oh, it with gravy. Mash, mash base. I'm hungry. Oh. Mm. Right, no bowl of brown for you, Peel. That has people in it. Um, <laughs> okay, so that was our week. <laughs> good. Got a cat. Moral of the story. Everything's yeah. good. Listen to Peel. Got an NBA game. There we go. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Jacob started a podcast about beards. <laughs> oh, and it was your birthday. It was oh, your yeah. birthday, wasn't it, Peel? I drank. And we had a lovely time. Lovely time of drinking alcohol. Yes. Waffle is nice alive, for those of you who haven't heard from him. He, uh, he is alive. No, I've not really seen him since Starlek, but it's good to, good to see. <laughs> yeah, he is alive. Um, we toss him out for parties, but he hasn't made a tournament yet. <laughs> we, we, we keep him locked up throughout the year. We'll keep uh, him locked then, up till Starlek, and then he'll come out with maximum out, impact so. in the melee. He's like, I haven't played for a You'll year. I have played second edition. I've only played it once. 
let's so let's drunk. go. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll just win all his games because he has no idea what he's doing. So that's yeah. fine. <laughs> okay, so um, there's been tons of news this week. And the first bit of news, or over the last week or so, the first bit of news is the regional kit, which I've linked to you in the Skype chat, Peel. I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the lovely artwork on this regional kit. Lovely artwork. Yeah. But uh, there's there's Varus for the top 64, there's Tokens for the top 16, there's Mats for the top 8, House Cards for the top 4, and of course the Nationals buy and the Trophy for the winner. Um, it makes me want to go to at least three regionals because I need a playset of Varus in my life. And I feel like <laughs> if I don't get a playset of Varus, is Thrones worth playing anymore? No. Especially I, when the Var- think... Varus looks like a Japanese samurai. Yeah, but with a crossbow. <laughs> definitely. Which is definitely what Which I need. Which is the best kind of samurai. A samurai that uses the crossbow. Blasphemy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not really pleased that they're doing Stark again, because they did Stark last year. Mm. But I see where they're coming from in trying to tie it into, uh, into the box, which is coming out in two weeks. On yeah. the 7th. Um, so I understand where they're coming from. Players seem to like love Stark, <sighs> but it's so boring. Yeah. Well, that's my first edition prejudices shining through. Mm. Apparently, they're not boring in second. But that artwork, though. Oh yeah, the mat is amazing. There's no complaints about the mat. I think just that artwork could have been a very nice replacement for the um, core box artwork for me. That is absolutely amazing. I think you're right. I think that should be the core box artwork. It's just it's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. But I guess, is that going to be the uh, Stark Deluxe Box uh, artwork? Is it? It is, oh, yes. It is, yes. Okay. That's fine, then. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that would be pretty boring artwork for Eddard as a corset character. He just you know, sat there, mm-hmm. not standing like his ability implies. Yeah, and not much of his beard is visible in this artwork. <laughs> You're spoiling content for next week. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say we mustn't we mustn't talk about beard because we don't do like to chat about artwork on this show, but uh, we can't talk too much about the beards because we don't want to step on your toes. That's no, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to mention beards. I'll be very well behaved. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Thou shall not beard. But that again um... the. One thing that makes me a little bit sad is that the um, uh, the very nice tree uh, or wooden uh, uh, house card thing is has got yeah. the um, the um, font on that one doesn't really uh, go along the lines of all the other fonts that they have on the on the cards. Looks very weird, but that's the um, perfectionist in me. Okay, is that not the that's same not... font they use for the corset house cards? No, it's not. Oh, then that is very bizarre, because I assumed it was just an exact copy. Yeah, but it doesn't follow along those lines, unfortunately. But it's nice anyway. Not as nice as those lovely black ones we got last year, so... (laughs) Lovely black ones. Okay, so that's our, our take on the regional kit, I guess. Um, the more important news that has come out of FFG this week is regarding uh, organised play. And they have split uh, split the competitive games in half. There is Conquest, Netrunner and Thrones. 
and that will yes. keep the same schedule as we've already got. So store championships now, regionals coming up, and um, Worlds in November, and then they're changing all the Star Wars games: X-wing, Imperial Assault, Armada, and of course the LCG. And they're going to have a Worlds in May because you know May the Fourth be with you, etc. Mm. etc. Et That's um, very clever. And everything else is being moved, you know, further along. So regionals will happen like November kind of time. Um, which seems good to me because Worlds was a bit crowded. Yep. Last time. Agreed. Um, I had a fantastic time, obviously. Uh, it would have been nice to play the other games, but five days of Thrones or four, four and a bit days of Thrones was a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you, Dave. I don't know about you, Peel, but I know that you'd play the card game Star Wars, uh, Dave. How would you? Are you sad about this? Would you have liked to been able to play Star Wars as well? Um, during the same time as from, Thrones. From a you know, playing in the UK perspective, it's brilliant okay. because as it is, I've I can't make that many Star Wars events because they clash with Thrones ones, and Thrones takes precedence. So I generally make you know one regional and maybe a couple of store championships, the odd game night kit, but I probably only make you know four Star Wars events a year, five maybe, if I'm lucky. Um, whereas I make a lot of Thrones events because I have mm. no life, but. Um, yeah, now, with Star Wars being pushed further in the year, when there aren't many Thrones events, I'm going to be able to make a lot more, which is good. Um, which will also encourage my brother to play more Thrones, because he won't be playing Star Wars this, this time of year. Because he plays uh, Imperial Assault and X-Wing and the LCG. So his spring will be open, he can play Thrones, and in the fall, the autumn, I can play um, Star Wars, which is good for me. Uh, now, if I was going to go back to Worlds, I'd be very sad, because obviously mm. I'd want to play Star Wars there. Mm. But that's the... But, you know, nine years out of ten, it's a good thing for me. Like, yeah. I can't see myself going back to Worlds this year short of winning Nationals, so... Although this year it would be the same. But, uh... Yeah, so I think overall it's good for me. And you play Star Wars, do you agree with that? Me? Yeah, because you, you do play a bit Star Wars, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do very casually and not as much as I want and I pretty much never go to tournaments I go to a store championship and a regional because of the store that is seven minutes walking from my home pretty much mm. so um, it doesn't really make a difference for me I guess it's if I would go to Worlds it would be sad because I would probably want to play Star Wars but then again it would probably be good as well because it would be so crowded so many people and last year it was pretty much on the brink of being too much yeah I mean so. last year I really wanted to play Star Wars but it clashed with the Thrones joust mm -hmm. so there wasn't really much competition there no. if it had clashed with you know the melee or the second edition yeah I may have been more inclined to uh, to ditch Thrones and play Star Wars but there was no way I was going to not play the first edition Joust. No. Oh. Considering, you know, that was why I was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll just play Star Wars. It would have been better. Um, yeah. <laughs> would have loved that anyway. Going there, not playing the game you're supposed to. <laughs> well, um, yeah. You know, if I won, say, Star Wars Nationals, I'd go to Worlds, and then I'd play, I'd play Thrones. Like, <laughs> this year at least it's just like yeah I like Star Wars but I'd rather play Thrones sorry 
what a waste of a first round buy. Pass it down. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's the the interesting news on the OP front. There's also some new, very badly edited tawny rules. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail. It's the other podcasts, and there's various articles explaining them in detail. The main controversial point, apart from the fact that like the rounds make no sense. Mm. Cuts are way too big or way too small, depending on where you look at them. Um, the main issue is intentional draws. Do you want to talk us through this, Jakob, and give us your thoughts on that? Yeah, Peel, so... Peel was a bit confused by this. Yeah, right, so... wasn't that I was a bit confused. <laughs> you just, when you mentioned it, I thought, well, everyone draws intentionally, Dave. Otherwise, uh, how the fuck are they going to actually play? But... Well, actually, it's a, it's a framework action, so you don't really get a choice, Peel. Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, a there compulsory is... draw. <laughs> we, know of, we know of at least one person who played Conquest and intentionally drew one card too much. <laughs> that is an intention. Now he's restricted. <laughs> this is from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but intentional draws. Um, it's pretty much uh, okay from this point on, or at least from, I don't know, regional season starting. I, I can't remember. But sometime when this tourney rules is legal and official, uh, it will be okay for people uh, in late rounds of Swiss when they're both um, pretty much uh, when they know that they're guaranteed to go through to the cut if they just draw that it's okay for them to pretty much decide before the game that we're not going to play we're just going to make this a draw and then report the results as a draw and just be a dick against everyone else (laughs) yeah that's That's pretty much my thoughts as well (laughs) I'm okay with it if it's uh, two undefeated people yeah and they are the only two undefeated people. Yeah. And, yeah, but... you know, it just stops them, like, spoiling their decks, you know. Uh, and they will be, say, the top, the top two ranked people in Swiss. I'm fine with that. Anything lower where it has the potential to force other people out of the cut. Because one of you, you know, can't risk losing. That's where I draw the line. Yeah. I don't think that's correct. It is, uh, this is apparently not new it's been uh, like this in magic at least for years uh, uh and uh, but that this still doesn't make it okay for me but it's um i think uh the biggest thing like you said dave is it pretty much makes a lot of people out of the tournament even before the last round of swiss where they potentially could have made the submarine up into the cut with a, with a little bit of luck as well. Yeah, I've done that enough times to know that that is definitely a valid tactic. Um, yeah. But with this, it does make that not just riskier, just you know, much less possible. Um, mm. Mm. Which I don't like. Yeah, apparently in Magic, it's it's common to go four four rounds of Swiss and then draw the last two, which is ridiculous. It's just stupid. Um, I'm hoping that you know the majority of people in Thrones just won't do it unless they are King of Swiss. Yeah. In which case, you know, they're just like, right, I'll just take an hour off, fine. Um, I ho- I'm hoping people on lower records won't just do it to to draw their way into the cut. Um, but apparently, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, apparently, it is possible at certain levels to win your first game and then draw your way into the cut after that. What? If they follow the advanced rules and like with like 13 people or something, uh, you get a cut to top eight. And you can win your first game and then draw, draw, draw. 
and then you'll be in the cut. Really? So if I go to a regional that size, it is tempting to say, I have a buy. I want to cash in my buy. Please will everyone draw with me deliberately so I make the cut without playing any games. And depending on who is there, I bet people will do it. And then you'll go, FFG, this is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> sort yeah. it out. Just to make an example of it. Make it yeah, happen, make, make it happen. Yeah, if I can, I will do it. It was such a waste. And I yes. know I'll get knocked out of the first round of the cut. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it'll be well worth it. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll rock up at a, a tournament running that kind of cut system. Yeah. <laughs> Do that. But, yeah, so that's my thought on it. Uh, abuse it, and hopefully they'll take it away. Um, the last... But it, the last... Uh, oh, sorry. Apparently, um, I've read... A lot of people who said, oh, this has happened even before it was legal. Like, like it happens often in our meta that people draw. Uh, and I, I've got to say, I've I've rarely been to any tournaments where it's been openly that people have drawn. Have you had any experience in Thrones that people have actually done this? I mean, it's I'm, totally I'm new s- to me. Never I've never seen purpose. anyone intentionally draw. I've seen oh. both of you draw. <laughs> and they're the only two draws I have ever seen in Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> so was... one at Worlds and one at Starlet. It was a big fight as well. It wasn't as if either of us were going for you know, pole position. It was just a case of we were just battling and battling and it was so back and forth all game. Eventually ended up with a draw. Good game though. Yeah. Good game. Good fun. <laughs> I do like a draw. Yeah. I must admit, a draw's a good result for everyone, especially when it's been really had... hard for. Yeah, I hear well, that draw, draw equals win. It yeah. does! <laughs> draw equals oh, win. Nice. But you had the full house peel, didn't you? You had, what, win, mod, win, draw, mod, loss, loss. Yep. Which is just fantastic. I know. I, I created a <laughs> rainbow. Hooray. Um, next year I'm going to try and do it the other way around, though, and get maybe not four losses. Um, <laughs> 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 try and get four wins and do it the same way but um ah. you know we'll see <laughs> well it was fun me. for the rest of us <laughs> it's entertaining <laughs> for me dave because the more it got like... outlandish the drunker i got i was like ah! <laughs> it's like go on peel you just need a, a mod loss now and you'll have them all <laughs> like, i can do that <laughs> <laughs> I actually... not quite there was no collusion I... he's like i don't <laughs> want a mod loss i want to win <laughs> no but do it was a team. case of yeah, I th- I'm not sure if I did it intentionally, but I may have let a game run to time just because I wanted the mod loss. That's awful. Um, well, I don't know if I did or not. I can't remember. That's what I mean. I was too drunk by that point. It was the last game of the day, wasn't it? I'd drawn loss. No, I, I got the mod loss first. It's all good. Oh, okay. It's all good. That's got that fine, shit first. Me. Got that locked down. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. If I know you, I needed a win deliberately a take, um If you deliberately take yourself to time to get a mod win... Then, fair play to you. <laughs> what a gentleman. I'm not going to beat you fair and square. I'm going to do this in the long way round. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to scupper my own chances of making the cut. <laughs> okay, so the last of the big news is that Asmodee has, who own FFG, have announced some sort of cash prize live on ESPN, pen from Pell and Teller doing commentary, tournament thing where $50,000 sorry, goes to the winner and $50,000 goes to their local game store and they're streaming games and it's all magical and nobody really knows what that means um, 
and whether it relates to any games we care about, more likely it's Catan and stuff like that. Uh, but there is the potential that it will hit Thrones uh, in the future, which will obviously bring lots of new people to our game, and we love new people. We do. Um, we're very welcoming to new people. Uh, I have at least two friends who are new people, um, and I treat them just like my other friends. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not a leadist! <laughs> I have new friends! <laughs> um, uh, I want to be a new friend. Sounds fun. <laughs> I like that. I well, you're an, you're like an old I friend, an old first <laughs> <laughs> don't treat them any different they're lovely they even I come usually honest lovely people you would you'll never expect it <laughs> <laughs> um, but it will also bring a lot of dickheads to thrones who are purely here to play for the money and although i'd love it if you know peel rocked up to vegas and uh won 50 grand and took <laughs> me on a binge um be fucking epic I the people who've been playing with are not yeah. <laughs> so have you got anything to add to that or I think it makes me think of two things and I try to remember them both the first one is um, it'll I think if if Thrones is going to have prize money they're going to have to have good judges they're going to gonna have to have loads of judges and it's going to be tricky the second thing is that it's going to be douchebags is going to join, which means we'll have cheaters, which means that it's going to be a pretty sad game. Well, the update to the restricted list was one of the most exciting things in first edition. So if they want to add people to the player ban list, that sounds exciting to me. <laughs> that does Who's sound got bad? Ah, oh, Barry! <laughs> you hit the list! Sorry, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Barry! Yeah, for a year. <laughs> this week's of edition, <laughs> and that Penn was... can announce it on ESPN. <laughs> and hitting the bad list, it's Jakob. Oh. oh, not again! Third week in a row. <laughs> um, so yeah, of course there will be a judge program, which is the other news which we forgot about. Um, at some point, FFG are intending to train judges and if you're feeling charitable you can go to a regional and not play and just judge because yeah. um, they haven't mentioned anything about extra prize support or anything uh, I'm happy to go somewhere fairly local and judge I volunteered to judge at Stockton if uh, if Josh wanted to play, in the end he just played anyway which is fine um, I'm happy to TO a regional in say Northampton or something but there's no way I'm driving all the way to Manchester um, and not play for just a mat uh, so, yeah, hopefully there'll be some good, a good program for um, compensation there. Give us some we'll money. Uh, but not necessarily money, but, uh, you know, entrance to higher tournaments, yeah. um, a reasonable amount of swag, so old, older swag, or um, I'm, I'm wary of judge, judge-only swag, but that, that could work. Or, um, you know, just something. Because they can't pay pay us in booster packs because that would make a no Christmas sense. card from Nate every year. Oh yeah, a Christmas card from Nate for sure. <laughs> now I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, the only other thing for the news this week was something I forgot to mention when we were talking about the new worlds and the new uh, schedule was that you can now host national tournaments at any time of the year, and they are going to be hosting a FFG-wide 
European Championships in 2017. And it's rumoured okay. to be in Belgium. I don't know how true that is. Uh, but that does mean that Starlek will lose its European Championship classification in 2017. Well, mm. or at least it is very likely that it will do. Whether or not it retains it this year remains to be seen. Um, we probably already if... know that 2016 Starlek will not have car designs, probably. I think that's very likely, yeah. That we lose the car designs. So it's... it's, Hopefully... it's um... It's it's fading away already. Yeah, I would. I really hope that FFG at least support us in name, keep it as the European Championship while they don't do their own, yeah. and hopefully in swag as well because the swag this year was actually pretty solid. Yeah, like the FFG provided swag. It was you know on par with uh, Worlds. So it's yeah, it good. was good. Um, which is nice because the year before it was very very minimal from FFG. It was just just play mats, I think. Play about some bags, maybe. No tokens or cards or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the suggestion I would have, if people don't want to keep it as a purely community-run thing, is to move the German nationals there. That would be which good. Which would make it a hu- an official event that would be huge. So I would go there. Yeah, I would go to German nationals if it was a Starlek. German nationals um, would be pretty cool. I mean, I'd probably go anyway if it was. Uh, just a fan-run thing because Starlek is awesome. It hasn't always yeah. been the European Championship. Like that's an, a, one element that appeals, but it's still the best tournament in the world. Like I still want to go. Oh, for sure. So there you go. Um, so now we've talked all the surrounding tat. Uh, should we discuss some actual cards? Probably should really. Uh, um, yeah. Probably uh, should. W- would you like to go first, Mr. Peel? Do you want to do you want to take this one? The first one. Yes, it's Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Yeah, it does, yeah. does look a lot like Andre <laughs> the Giant. Um, seems he's gathered up a child in his travels as well. It's Hodor. 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 He's a little bit different. Oh well, he's two cost. He's um, got a military icon. He's got a power icon. He's four strength, and he's a unique Stark loyal character. Which is good, because if he was in every deck, it would piss me off. Uh, Hodor cannot be declared as an attacker unless you control Bran Stark. And Hodor does not contribute his strength unless you're... Or for your, sorry, does not contribute his strength towards your total dominance. So, very similar to the last. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. And what's his trait? We all know what that means. E- that's, that's, oh, it's a little bit dodgy, though. Andre the Giant, and imagine him doing that. Who would pay for that? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's also got probably one of the best uh, flavor texts in the game. Hold on. <laughs> it's very detailed. I like... With an exclamation I like... mark. Yeah, I like that it's ambiguous, though. Like, is that Hodor saying Hodor? Is it when Bran said Hodor? Is Theon shouting at him? Like, mm. it... that's just going <laughs> to puzzle me every time I pick up the card. Or Bran is it the does. player? Yeah. Oh! Wow, oh, that's very meta, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Breaking the fourth wall. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic. So you, you quote, the card quotes you every time you play him or you, kneel him. You, you do play that's him just... and you go, hold on, you naturally do it. It's true, you do. Again, I'm liking what Stark are putting up. They're getting more interesting. I'm not a fan of that. They're getting the uh, lots well. of uh, really good uh, low-cost characters. Mm. Yes, which is nice. First mm-hmm. snow is nice. Mm-hmm. 
There's another one there. Uh, Rick, Rick on Stark was spoiled today. He's one cost, so they're going to have a ridiculous amount of low-end uniques. Yep. Which is interesting. They're okay, going to be the next huge one? when Forgotten Plans come. Yes. Uh, sorry, did you want to do the next one? Please? I do, yeah. because I've just read the, the text on it, and I'm very excited. Because yeah. it's going to translate for me in a very way that I'm affectionate about. Um, okay, go on. Challenges, <laughs> challenges, action. Do, do you want not get? Do you not want to? You know, tantalise us with. Oh, firstly, we like Hodor. Hodor's solid. Yeah. 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 He's like, is that all we're going to say? Like he's very good. Yeah, <laughs> like dog, dog he's solid. a one of in one of in every deck at least. Yeah, well, standard. I don't think he always is. One, but will. one in every deck. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. Good. Next, good. go. Anyway, tantalise us with the stats, Peel. So it's a five. Yeah. Which isn't shit. A five. Also not shit. And a one, which isn't great, but you know we can't always get what we want. Um, and it's got a Stark, it's loyal, loyal Stark. It's got a five, uh, five costy thing, five, uh, five reserve. So uh, you can only do that. But the best thing about it, well, two things: it's a warp lob. Uh, but the best thing about it is the challenges action. During a challenge in which you control the participating Stark character. Neil, another Stark character, to have it participate in that challenge on your side. Limit twice per round. It's <laughs> Naval's coming back. That is effectively Naval. And the best thing about it is, if you're playing against a, another Stark character, um, you can Neil those. No, you can't. Yes, no. you can. <laughs> no, you yes, can't. Yes, you can. It's a cost. You can't play a cost with other people's cards. Yes, you can. Neil, another start character, to have it, to everyone receiving part- the two is a cost. Therefore, you cannot do it. But it participates as a challenge on your side. Why would they make? Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Your side. Uh, actually, naval icons previously you could participate on the opponent's side. Uh, so that is right. the, the reason for the clarification. I there, there is another thing that is very interesting about this effect, and that is that the character that you are kneeling to participate in the challenge doesn't have, need to have um, that uh, challenge icon. No. No. So, Rickon... Would it, it, would it, it count? He <laughs> can uh, participate. He can. Any challenge it's, at all? Oh. It's all about Cat Stark with the military challenge, though. Isn't oh, it? Like, yes. Like, all of these effects, that is what it's for. It's just like, yeah, in she goes, you can't trigger anything, and now I just murder all your things. <laughs> that's that's what it's about. It's yeah. good. It's tasty. I like it. I'm enjoying it. Hmm. Um, the artwork, for those who don't know, was the playmat for the top 16 in 2nd edition, I yes. believe. Yeah, so you, you have one of those, don't you, Jakob? I do. Yeah. And you're... You should you should have been top eight really, shouldn't you? But uh, but there was a bit but of that a varies. but a bit of a bad time. Did you did you have a bad time? Oh, I was thinking too much about the meal that I was gonna have <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Currently oh, thinking about that burger. Yeah, and then you put Barris into an entry challenge, and what happened to? Oh, he got Dracarys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was sad. Poor turn one. <laughs> It was very sad. It would have been a beautiful play. Instead, it was a miserable play. And now it's on YouTube. <laughs> so everyone can see it for the rest of the time until the world dies. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. YouTube! Luckily, my, uh, anyway, my top, of the North. my top eight game was on uh, 
was on <laughs> the stream, but it hasn't been put on YouTube, thankfully. So you don't get to see me get battered, <laughs> which is nice. Um, yes, Warden of the North is very, very, very good. It's, it's got um, brilliant fortunately, stats, and it's, it's got a, a plot brilliant deck one. Oh, thank God. It's just, it's really nice. Um, it gets, it, it, uh, it gets around the entry disadvantage to an extent. So you mm -hmm. can get some oomph behind someone like Sansa. Um, it allows Cat to get in on the military. Um, so you can put ice on any character that you need to. Um, it's just, you know, you bring Grey Wind in to get the extra Intimidate once you already know you're going to win. Uh, it, oh, I, I just love it. It's brilliant. It's like, it, it it's, um, I thought uh, when Stark was getting the Kennel Master, that was enough. But now, they're just going to get... It's never had so More imaginary boats. Oh, much yeah. Bats. <laughs> um, and for defense as well, it gets around stealth. If you stealth a character, it can still participate with this plot. Yes. Because they're not being declared. Yes. They're just being knelt to participate. So that's really good as well. It is. So it makes Eddard even better on the defense. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um... Fortunately, it has a plot deck limit of one. Yep. I I'm I think I run that in most of my Stark decks at the moment. Yep, well, yep, I don't probably. have any Stark decks, so I don't <laughs> run it at all. Um, but I will encourage my brother to run this in his Stark deck. You know it's coming. Is that yeah. Eddard, or is it Rob? On the artwork. It is the Wardens of the North, so I should hope it's Eddard. Mm. But... Uh, I don't want to talk about... Oh, he's got ice as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it is... Clearly he let his, uh, his unmentionable yeah. go out on the way to... Um, grow out on the way to uh, King's Landing for his yeah. set card. Uh, we won't discuss that too much. Which course. is sad. That'll be a topic <laughs> for another podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, would you like to read this? Should we do them by house then? Do you want to take the next house? Jakob? Yes, please. Cool. <laughs> so, There's not much oh. reading on the second one, is there? <laughs> no, <laughs> but we'll discuss it anyway. So, the first card is um, Sir Horace Redwine. He is a five-cost character. He's got a military and a power icon. He's four strength, and he's a Tyrell character, non-loyal. He has a traits House Redwine and a knight. And uh, a reaction that says, after Sir Horace Redwine is knelt, choose and stand a lady character. Or a lady character. Hmm. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't so, have any lady characters. No, I don't either. <laughs> so it does nothing? <laughs> um, That's poor, Is that a it? misprint? Or is that... It's a new it... card type. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know. They'll be introduced in the next big box. Anyway, so, so Horace Redwine is uh, the other brother of uh, the Redwine brothers, right? Brother from another mother. Yeah, probably. He is. Uh, he's got a. He's got a nice. Uh, um, I don't know what that even is. A banjo or something. It's a lute. It's a lute. Okay. It is a lute. Uh, yeah. It's a very good card. Uh, would play it in knight's decks. Every day of the week, especially in Tyrell. Um, very good with Marjorie. 
Yes. And um, I also think it's um, probably the second worst artwork in this pack. His face I don't looks think the like artwork an... is bad. It's just his face. It's just his face. It's just his face. He's okay. just got a bad face. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those faces. Sorry, Horace, but you just got such a face. <laughs> but that, that's that is um. Yeah, homely youths with orange hair and square freckled faces. Because that's why uh, Sansa and Jane Poole take the piss all the time, because they're just ugly bastards um, oh. who seem a bit useless. So, because yeah. they're cruel teenage girls. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, Horace Redwine, I like him. I think he's very solid. He is. is his, would you run him in the banner? I think, I think in Targ you would. Targ yes. Rose. Yes, you would would he is expensive but he is um i think he could be worth it definitely his his stat line isn't terrible on its own like five four bicon that's not not terrible and his his ability is very useful because you're always running marjorie 3x in every single tyrell or rose deck so i think obviously he is brilliant with her yeah i think i would run the other brother from the other mother i think uh, rather than this one, if I would have to choose, because yep. searching for that lady is so powerful. But um, I mean, you can run both. Yeah, I think I think I'll run one of each for yeah. now. Yeah, I think that's solid. Okay, uh, have you got any thoughts on Impale? Yeah, he's all right. I think he was spoiled a few episodes back. I remember him being mentioned before, but we didn't notice a character, the the horrible was... lack of sea. I think previously he was um, properly he was Czech. Yeah, he was spoiled in Czech, so we wouldn't have noticed the spelling. Well, that's his, uh, or it... we were talking his talking about his brother. Could have been his brother. Yeah. He's Czech. Yeah, Horace is Czech. Mm. I see. Well, just... <laughs> Still doesn't explain the lack of C. Um... No, no, but he was previously Czech. Oh. Mm. Go on then. What's the next one? Okay, the next one is one of my uh, favorite cards of this pack. It's the Arbor. It's a location, costs four, unique, Tyrell, uh, loyal, limited, and it gives you three gold. This card is amazing. Um, I think uh, um, this card is going to make Tyrell finally tip over to be... um, a really, really strong house. Um, I mean, you would obviously run probably three in a deck to um, to try and, and maximize your odds of getting it on setup. Because if you get if you could get it on setup or first turn, you're pro- you're safe for gold and money economy wise for the rest of the game. Yeah, what can hit it? Is it just put to the we, torch and we, we do, do not so, and you yes. don't see either of them too much. You basically just see them in Greyjoy, so... Yeah. It's not too bad. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of gold to spend on a location, but gold is good at the moment, apparently. Like, you can see that in Tywin. And yeah. Three gold is, is lots. That's, this is the kind of card that just feels so wrong to me, because I just wouldn't play it in first edition. Yeah. Like, a limited card that costs... I mean... Even if the gold curve had been expanded so that you could play eight on setup, I just wouldn't play this. This is just bad. 
But in second edition, you look at it and you just think, that's very nice. Yeah. I want three gold. That's lovely. I mean, um, could, could you just imagine like a first turn counting coppers or something? Maybe not first turn, but like a counting coppers, which gives you five gold. Hmm. Yeah. That would be, that'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. Six gold wins of winter. Pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> a five Drop, gold uh... naval superiority. Oh. Oh, yeah. If you get this on setup, you got a naval, haven't you? You just can't resist. Mm. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> He's like, oh, I hit your calm. I don't care. I've still got five gold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the king's road in hand. Yeah, it's it's very good, isn't it? Yeah. It makes me want to play Tyrell as well. I just want to. I just want to try it out, oh, which yeah. is weird for such a a vanilla card. Mm. It is. It's just. It is quite exciting for. It is a um, card with so little text. It's many many golds. They're so fortunate to be uh, loyal as well. It's going to be lovely. I reckon yeah. that'll be quite fun almost to have on a House of Dreams if that comes back. Um, yeah. Then again, it is limited, yeah. Yeah, it's limited, so you wouldn't be able to play it. Is it is a shame it's limited. With House of Dreams as printed. It, it um, would be nice, though, because that would, would just be a it. constant three gold kind of increase every turn. It'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. that would be pretty good. Uh, but yeah, assuming they print House House of Dreams as it is in first edition, it, you won't be able to do it because it's limited, which is a shame. Um, any further on the Arbor, or shall I move us on to the Night's Watch? Night's Watch! Carry on, okay. carry on. So, whilst the Arbor had very nice art, Holder, the three-cost, uh, two-strength, power icon, unique Night's Watch, non-loyal builder... Uh, what a description... Uh, doesn't have very nice art, and I'm sorry, Richard something, but that's he just it's no his face. It's even worse than Hobber, or Horace even. Uh, yeah, not a fan. But his ability is no attachments except weapon and action. Kneel a Night's Watch location or attachment to choose a Night's Watch character until the end of the phase. That character gets plus strength, and I'm not really that much of a fan of that either. Um, mm. I think he's. He's fine as a one-of at the moment, um, but he's not that good in challenges. He's he's just a, a three-cost unique, which is all right. Um, if you're running the practice blades and long claw, he's got a bit of utility. But the actual Night's Watch locations people play are Castle Black, which you know you don't kneel for plus one strength. You kneel to get extra utility out of. Um, you get the stand and the wall so you'd only kneel it if you knew you were gonna lose an unopposed challenge and one strength probably isn't gonna make a difference either way no um i guess if if the decision is between losing the unopposed challenge to balon or getting that plus one strength and losing the challenge to balon but not getting the wall power you don't want balon to get the unopposed so that would situational yeah that is like the only situation i can think of where I'd want yeah. to kneel the wall. Well, short of knowing I have no intrigue icons. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I... When there are more locations and attachments, come back to me. Uh, and more builders, so that Brandon's gift is useful. But that will be never. So, I don't like it. I think he's bollocks. What do you think? You're going with bollocks? Mm-hmm. Not dog's bollocks? bollocks. No, definitely bollocks. not dog's bollocks. The Arbor was dog's bollocks. Holder <laughs> <Yeah>. is bollocks. 
Yeah. It's I not think, great. Uh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think he's... Uh, I mean, he's, he's expensive as well. I wouldn't pay three for that. I wouldn't pay three to look at his face. <laughs> it's not a pretty card, Play it face it? down like a Shadows card. So, yeah, yeah exactly. That's my holder. You're just going to take my word for it. I don't want to look at it, look at it anymore. If it's He's okay not, with my uh... opponent, with me turning him 180 degrees around, I could potentially pay three for it. Can I kneel, <laughs> like, neutral cost, just, like, crappy one gold locations? No, kind of it's like got to be a nice uh... It's got to be Night's Watch, and Night's Watch don't have, a like, a zero-cost reducer location Ugh. that would give him a bit more flexibility. You know, in any other house, this would be so much more playable because of that. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything with the builders or anything that could work, which could make him better, but I can't think of anything. Well, there's no, there's the Brandon's Gift, which reduces the cost of the next character after you play a builder. Oh. But the only builders are Halder, who you're only going to play once, short of first snow, and the Veteran Builder. So you're only going to have four builders in your deck. Hmm. Maybe in Which the future. Which card is unplayable. Maybe in the future. Maybe. Maybe. If he would, yeah. would have been a ranger, could have worked with an X card. Could have been okay. Yeah. If he was a ranger, yeah, I'd play the shit out of him. Couldn't be stealthed. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. The next card is a one-cost event, the Watchers on the Walls. And it's loyal, which is for the best. And it's got the ranger trait, which is interesting. So mm. it can't be stealthed. Uh, play only during a military challenge. Challenges action kneel two ranger characters to kill each attacking character. Ooh. So it's a bastardized version of lethal counterattack. Oh, which is fun. Love it. Which was always a fun event for everybody else in first edition. Never for me. <laughs> um, Especially in melee. Oh, it's brilliant in melee. I, I, I think it was Peel's first ever melee game and he used it to murder all Crocodile Hammers' dragons. And it was just... <laughs> Oh, it was beautiful. Just wonderful. I'll kneel these Yo. two shitty start characters to kill all the dragons. All Bye-bye. four of them. <laughs> yeah. But make sure it's all the dragons, though, because I didn't want to do like go half measures with it. Um, it, was, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. So, uh... Are you going to attack me with four, are you? Four dragons, lovely. Yeah. lovely. Um, so, yeah, I, I quite like it. It's... It's, it's going to put people on edge. That's going to be you... really fun. <laughs> yeah. But Just imagine playing rangers... that with a wall deck. What do you do when you come up against that in a wall deck? Like, well, it's... it's oh, no, that's going to be horrible. I mean, it costs a gold, but... That's no, not it's, that it's not the gold can... cost. It's the Neil 2 ranger cost. Yeah, where but... there aren't that many rangers. You could... If, say, we're trying to, like, push through, like, a power challenge... Or something... You, oh, wait, no, Military Challenge only. Sorry, I only just read that. But, but still, everyone tries to push through a cheeky challenge because they want to try and get rid of your claim, so... Because they don't yeah, want you having little duds on the board with that because as long as a challenge is not unopposed, they win. Like, two power every time. It's good. good. I'm going to love that card. It's going to be fun. Yeah, the problem is there are, what, four rangers I can think of? Um, there's if... the ranging party, which is four cost. There's Benjin, who's five cost. There's Will, who's four cost. And there is the old forest ranger, who's two cost. Yes, but there's going to be um, 
New ones. There will be there will be new ones, yeah. But at the moment, Ooh, taste unless you've got the oh, there's also Alistair Thorne who's six and Weimar Royce who's three. Mm. So yeah, right then. Yeah, there, maybe, there's quite yeah, a heavy cost at the moment unless you've got hard. the old ranging the old ray uh, the old Forest Ranger as well. Um, it is quite a hefty cost. Now it is very good, and I think it's playable. It's just it is more expensive than it looks at face value. It is, um, but if you have two rangers out as Night's Watch and have one gold, it's like it. That's a threat, even if you don't have it in your hand. Like oh, just yeah. just the card being out in the card pool makes a big difference. True. And, I mean, people will throw chump uh, military challenges so you can't get their good characters. Yes. And then you can use Sword in the Darkness over Commit on Defense and then just stop them doing any challenges if they throw it first. So it, it does it does play into the whole theme, and it is very good. Um, but my favorite use is to attack with Benjin and then murder your own Benjin to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't specify who has to attack. <laughs> yeah. This is so stupid. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um So yeah, solid but beware of that pretty steep cost. Um so the next card is the Knight's Watch plot and it is called For the Watch. Mm. It's loyal, it's four six one, plot deck limit one, six reserve, with the siege trait. You cannot lose, and your opponent cannot win the first challenge initiated against you each phase. Which is really good. Yeah, stop making the wall better. Uh, <laughs> fucking ludicrous now. Again, the synergy with the Sword in the Darkness is insane. It's just like, because there's no way you're lobbing like Tywin into this, because you just lose the challenge, or you draw the challenge, or whatever. Um... So they just overcommit on defense, and then you can't make any challenges. Um, it's really good. And it's Thomas Shedra's art, so oh, you can get it signed at Starlack. Love it. <laughs> get it signed. She gets it an extra point. Anything you can get signed, extra point. Um, it's worth saying that it's at each phase, so that if epic battles ever come back, and I hope they don't, because I wasn't I a massive fan of those. They were they were fun, but they caused rules drama, and I, I never I could never abuse them as much as I wanted to. Hmm. I felt they always seemed a bit lackluster for me. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, I always wanted to get that perfect turn where you could use the viper like nine times, but it just wasn't happening. Which is a shame. Uh, did you did I tell you about Jakob about my uh, my bleeds? deck out of Siege. No. So, Rowan and I built a deck. For go off, We're going off top into 1st edition for a moment. Uh, Siege of Winterfell, Stark Agenda, when you win a military challenge, claim 2 power. Uh, Westeros Bleeds, nil 4 influence to discard all characters from play. The Red Keep, just a location with 3 influence. Um, and Sirio Pharrell, who uh, is a Shadows card, so you play him face down, you bring him out of the beginning of the phase, you win a military challenge, and he, and he has stealth, and he goes back to shadows. Um, so you can bring him out uh, at the epic battles, you play them in the plot phase, and then every... Uh, after the dominance phase, there is an extra phase where you can do one challenge, 
for every epic battle, and both players can do it. So the plan was fake a really bad start because Siege <laughs> is supposed to be a rush deck. So you fake a bad start, you're like, oh, this is going so badly. I've got no characters, I've got chance of plenty. And then suddenly, in the dominance phase, out of shadows comes the red keep. And they go, oh dear, and you go, yeah, <laughs> it's happening. And then you bleed to, <laughs> to remove, to discard all characters in the dominance phase. And then you bring out Syria for all the epic battles. Uh... <laughs> But it's really bad. I've built a lot of janky decks, and Rowan and I spent a good hour and a half trying to build this. And it is, it is by far fu- the worst deck we've ever built. It is a card combination it, of at least four cards. Yeah. And the thing is... Oh, like, four cards you don't plus need... the epic battles. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't need bleeds to do this. Like, Stark could just win the epic yes. battles. Serio yes. <laughs> on his own could just do it. The bleeds were just too ridiculous. Oh, it was it was fun trying to play it, though. And then, of course, you know, I test it, and Rowan decides to play a Neil deck. So I bring Serio out of shadows, and just gets melt. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't do anything. I like, kill the wrong dwarf? Oh, alright. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, anyway, that was a really fun deck. We have some beautiful ones. Um, so, Epic Battles never worked for me, was the moral of the story. <laughs> no. And to tie into that, the For the Watch Plus has, uh, plot has the uh, Siege trait. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So now it's just taunting me. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, that's really good. It's got the 6th initiative, which is really good in Night's Watch. Um, can't be hit by naval. Solid. I like it. It's like uh, Night's Watch is getting uh, more and more um, NPE as we go on. Maybe they'll become my faction of choice. <laughs> I'm going to hate playing against it more and more. <laughs> okay, uh, Peel, do you want to take the next two cards? The next two cards? Oh, the Baratheon, Dave. Yeah. And guess who's coming along? He does. Oh, he's got the bastard trait! Okay, mm. it's Gendry. Uh, <laughs> Gendry. Oh, he's so handsome. Yes. Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. We're all a little bit taken. Um, oh, hello, cat. Um, fair enough. Get one. Oh, oh, no. Okay. Right. Um, yes, it's Gendry. He's four costs. He has uh, a lovely military and a lovely power. Four strength. He's unique. He's not loyal. And he has some text. He's a bastard. Uh, as I've mentioned probably at the start. Reaction, after you win dominance, Gendry gains one power. And force reaction, after, a opponent win, after an opponent wins dominance, you may discard one power from Gendry if you do not sacrifice a bastard character. So you kind of have to win dominance after you've played him. Like, first time. Um, otherwise you're going to kill himself, there are, surely. There are other bastard characters. There's the two-cost, two-strength, bicon. Um bastard character I can't remember his name <laughs> bastard <laughs> in hiding yeah <laughs> oh uh, so yeah, there are other ones that you can yeah. just chuck uh yeah well, what do you Baratheon has got tons of bastards he's alright he's about he's pretty average for kind of a four cost character he's nothing amazing but he has got dual icons he's four cost he does what he says on the tier and then he gets an extra power if you win dominance it's like a semi-renown it's okay yeah yeah, I've I've heard um, it described as Baratheon need to consider dominance as a fourth challenge, and that's definitely the case when you start yeah. to add these cards in. 
Um, obviously, they've got the chamber of the painted table already. And, and he is like um, he is uh, um, the cheapest character you can get, uh, or at least in the slot of the cheapest characters that you can get, uh, which is uh, safe from first snow of winter. So, I mean, we have to yeah, consider that like. from this point on. Yeah. <gasps> Spoilers. Mm. Because <laughs> we Sorry, didn't know that. Was... Yeah. Davos is the best. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. so I like Gendry. I think he's a solid one-off. I don't think I'd want to run more than that. I'd run, not the dog just for the chance of, I'd run two just for the chance of getting to see him. Mm. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that Chisel. Chess. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> they do seem to have another dominance-fueled card mm. as well. Yeah. Uh Tobo, Toho Mott's Armory, which is a location card, which all, all kinds of comes out in this pack. Another Baratheon. Uh, unique or, and loyal. After you win dominance, kneel Tobo Mott's Armory to draw one card. So more. More dominance actions for Baratheon. Look at that! Yeah, they spelled Armory wrong, though, haven't they? Oh. So. Yes. I'm not a big but, fan of that. <laughs> They also spelled character wrong earlier on. Yeah. Someone was drunk. That was a typo. This is just wrong. This is a good card. They're all pretty good, to be fair. This uh, little Baratheon boost. Yeah. So, so tell us why you think this is a good card. Because it is, I agree. But I think it's. Um, I mean, draw is good, and um, uh, especially. Since it ties into what we said, Baratheon, uh, considering dominance as the fourth uh, challenge type, uh, they often want to win dominance. They uh, they have easy tools to win dominance, uh, like the fiery followers and such. And I mean, um, it's a it's a two cost location which can give you one card extra per round. I think that's good, especially in Barrowfieldy. It's loyal. It's uh, it's just solid. It's just very good. I think I agree. It is very good. I'm not sure we can add much more to that. No. Oh. <laughs> draw is good. Barra likes dominance. This is good draw. Seems seems solid. <laughs> yeah. Draw um, tech equals solid win. The uh, the question is if you uh, if you run one, two. Oh. Um. Yeah. I think at this point I'm probably running one. Yeah, because uh, the red keep gives you two cards, so... I, th I think the red keep is I still a three of, and this is a one of. Unless I'm running support of the people, in which case I might run two of each. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still more concerned about the... The thing is, there's so many locations you want now. You, want, you need the red keep. If you're running this, you're probably also running Chamber of the Painted Table and the Iron Throne. That's yeah. four unique locations. I'm starting really to, uh, to run too many. Yeah, I'm starting to consider political disaster uh, more and more. Yes. It's my plot text at this point. I I tried to play it for a couple of games. It was bad. Yeah. Um, it, it is getting better. <laughs> it is good against some houses, especially Bar Barra and Greyjoy, but that's pretty yes. much it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I was intending to skip the Lannister cards because we covered them in a fair amount of detail a couple of weeks ago when we spoiled them. Yeah. Have you got any particular thoughts, Jakob, on those? Um, 
No, I think, uh, like we said before, there are um, not really many bad cards in this pack. And uh, when it comes to the Lannister ones, they're all they're both solid. The Red Cloaks are good. Uh, Lannister probably needed some good weenies. Mm-hmm. And yep. they're very good weenies. And the attachment is just... Uh, could be bonkers good. Could be just stupid, I think. Those are my yeah, comments. Yeah, you get it at the right time. It's, yeah. it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the important things to point out, Red Cloaks are an army, so they synergize with Muster the Realm. Synergy! Yeah, two, two cost claim raising is nice, mm. I hear. Um, and obviously you can move... That gold is not subject to taxation, so you can keep stacking it and stacking it and stacking it if needs be. It gives you something to do with your excess gold, um, which is nice. Uh, and the attachment, it's worth pointing out that if you pay the gold, if your opponent pays the gold to you and you've already triggered the brothel, madam, they can then make the military challenge because they've already paid... They have paid you a gold this phase, even though it wasn't for the brothel, madam's effect so that's not immediately obvious reading the cards but that is how it works yeah it's um it's worth pointing out as well i think that this attachment might make lannister choke work yeah i mean with the brothel madam and um and this we're getting there okay would you uh would you banner to the kraken for that yeah, to get probably the, would. The shipwrights, yeah. Or yes. would you, or would you run it out of Night's Watch for meager contribution? I would rather run it, uh, banner to the Kraken, I think, so yeah. that you can run the shipwrights, and then you run the brothel madams, and then three tie win and naval superiority, and just win. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I like winning. I like naval superiority. Good yeah. job. Okay, Jakob, take us away with some Greyjoy spoilers. Right, here comes the squids. This is Priest of the Drowned God. It's a three-cost character. It's Greyjoy non-loyal. It's got an intrigue and a power icon. Two strength and the trait Drowned God, which is important because the text says each Drowned God character you control gets plus one strength. So, this card... um, if it's not a fortified position round, is a three strength. If you don't have more of this character, since it's non-unique, uh, this character is really good. He's bloody you know brilliant, which... isn't he? Yeah, it's <laughs> very good. Uh, talk us through the other drowned god characters. Oh god, um, I assume Vampire yeah. uh, is a one, or Tal isn't out yet. Oh. <laughs> My mistake. Um, yeah, damn. Yeah, Tal's a first edition card. <laughs> yep. He was drowned. Uh, who didn't time. have the drowned? He didn't have the drowned god trait. He had a holy crest. Well, um, but there's. I, I assume damp hair is, but I'm not 100. percent I'm now getting up card game DB to check. We're glad. Come on, come on. So there is the um. You have the guys that get bonuses from warship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The drowned men. Drowned men. And okay, Dampere. is that are they the only ones? Yeah, the only ones. Okay. That's still six chuds you've got there. Yeah, six chuds and, and damp hairs solid one or two of in the deck, so uh, that's pretty nice. And yeah. yeah, as you say, these stack. So you've got two of these out, and um, they're all four strength. If you get all three, they're all five strength, let alone 
And then you got yeah, a guys. couple of the Arrow and Fleet Scouts, and then you got like a big wall of intrigue and power icons. Oh, can we see Greyjoy wall deck soon? Yeah, yes, probably. Yeah, he's such an efficient Chad. Yeah, yeah he's lovely. One thing, that's, on, one thing that's important here is that he's got an intrigue icon, which is very good for Greyjoy. Yes. Mm. Greyjoy needed yeah. some of them. Yeah. They're certainly lacking it. I mean, at the moment, they already had Alanis, uh, the reader, who was obviously amazing. Um, and the shipwright, and I think that's it. Yeah, and you got Whereas Euron. Oh, and Euron, yeah. Um, but the shipwright spends his time knelt, so, you know, you can't really count him as having icons most of the time. So, yeah, brilliant. Big fan. Big yeah. fan. Next card? Next card is Loot. Looten. It's a Greyjoy <laughs> event. It's non-loyal, and the cost is X. We all love X as a cost. The text oh, yeah. says, um, you may only use gold from the losing opponent's gold pool to pay for loot. And the reaction, after you win an unopposed challenge, discard the top X cards from the losing opponent's deck. Hmm. Mm. That is fun. Don't know how good it is. It's, it's a brilliant mechanic, isn't it? It is. Like, really fun. Yeah, it just it really throws people off guard. If you're going first and they uh, they've been keeping their gold for something, no, it's happening now. It's gone. I mean, Brilliant. you play against Lannister. They go first. They have Tywin. They have loads of gold. You play trading with the Pantoshi. They <laughs> they sit on eight gold still after marshalling. They do an intrigue. They trigger Tyrion. You do an intrigue. They trigger Tyrion. You use your raiding longship, and then you play loot <laughs> to mill him for like twelve <laughs> cards, and you win the game because he doesn't have a deck. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. There we go. That sums it up, guys. Yep. That is the dream. <laughs> so, uh, so loot makes the Greyjoy dragon mill and then murder with the crone deck almost playable. Yep. And that's a lie. It doesn't make it almost playable. It makes it ever so slightly better. It is uh, it is a fun card. Now about now about tier six, I reckon. Yeah. Which is but he's got so much Yedrashek, so you can get it signed. You can get it signed. And that is really nice art, so <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> You're getting into the swing of things. <laughs> Alright, sure. Um anything more for that? No. No? Okay. No, right then. I'll take Targaryen. You're taking Targaryen. So, I'm taking Targaryen. So, um, so we've got an 8 for 7 army Dothraki. Dothraki Outriders with a military and a power icon. They're not loyal. They have no attachments. They have pillage. Which is good synergy with that crone. Uh, reduce the cost to martial Dothraki Outriders by one for each Dothraki character you control. Uh, currently very alright. In the future, potentially very good. When we get real Dothraki decks. Yeah. I think the card can become dangerous. I didn't like the uh, Drogo's Horde in the first edition, which you could get out for free, which basically had the same text as this. And it was a six coster, like six strength or something. And yeah. it reduced the cost by one for each Dothraki character you controlled. 
it became ridiculous in the end because you could get it out for free. And I'm scared that we're getting there. Don't think we are, but it's a big red um, sign for me. I think by the time we've got enough Dothraki to be able to play this consistently, because at the moment we've got Drogo, Joe, Drogo, Ricaro, uh, the Crone, and the out and the uh, the military Chud. Um, by the time we can consistently get this for not very much gold, the ball's going to be quite big. And just hopefully we'll have Valor. Yeah, and so by the time, yeah, we've actually got enough non-unique Dothraki and all the Blood Riders and things, and this will actually see play. We'll have Valor, so it won't be such an issue. All being well, touch wood. Yeah. And if not, you should be running Varus anyway, so, you know. And it's, sort your life out. it's only a 7-strength military power with pillage. How cool is that? Yeah, it's just like, like, the stat line's solid, but it doesn't really do anything. It's just a body. Yeah. So it's not too scary. Until we get a very, very good pillage effect. Apart from Euron. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and the Dothraki getting... crone, or the crone of Vase Dothrak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The synergy there. Good Dothrak. You can, you can do that. Good artwork. Okay. You can get it signed. Just putting it out oh, there. Oh, well, he's, he's so prolific, isn't he? I know. I know. Good innings. Yeah. He's going to be so angry with me when we get to Starlock. He doesn't sleep, probably. <laughs> Okay, so uh, the next plot is a two-two-one-five plot deck limit one Targaryen loyal plot because they're just you know get everywhere so quickly. Yeah, it's a legacy trait and it is blood of the dragon, and it's each non-dragon character gets minus one strength and is killed if its strength is zero. So that's good. Help me, dear Lord, baby Jesus. <laughs> um. Yeah, first snow of winter is home. It's good that it says it doesn't say cannot be saved anymore. Yep. Uh, although you can't save with a duplicate or a bodyguard, you can save with something that boosts your strength, like Risen from the Sea. So that's good. Uh, it's interesting that it's non-dragon. Yep. Uh, although, unless you're playing target, it probably doesn't matter. I can't see that we'll get much trait manipulation. Mm. Um Old Nan. Yeah, if we get old, I'll be sad if we get old Nan back. Yeah. Firstly, because secondary Dave will make such a fuss, it will be unbearable. Uh, and secondly, because <laughs> the shenanigans with playing both her and all the dragons will just be ridiculous. Yeah. Making Cat Stark a, uh, a Stormborn. Um, so yeah, the stats are very low. Does How playable is it, do you reckon? I mean, the effect is amazing. I mean, it's going to be tricky to play. It's going to be good against certain houses. It's going to be very good against Dark. Those canal mazes will burn pretty hard. And uh, a lot of other Stark characters will burn, like Bran and Rickon and... Yeah. Uh, it's going to be good... Well, if Lewin's out, because then uh, Bran is immune to plot effects. Oh, that is true. Yeah, then you're going to have to uh, Dracarys him, or making him a king. Yeah. Before... Uh, but uh, I think it's very balanced. Um, it's going to be tricky to play, but it's going to be good. It means that you can make uh, Balon a king, or Dracarys, uh, what else? Uh, 
Stannis. Yeah. All sorts of good uh, five strength characters. Bob is five strength if no one's kneeling, isn't he? Yeah, that is true. So you can crown Bob, which is yeah. semi-thematic. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be playable. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I like that it's it's not going to be an auto-include in every target deck like it used exactly. to be, I think. Because the stats are just so low. Yep. Um, which is nice. But it, it is brilliant. And if we get any... Well, Dragon Sight has been spoiled, so we are getting some more global burn. But if we got something like Hatchling's Feast, that's when you've got to be scared. Yeah. Um, hopefully they won't print any, you know, really easy point-and-click burn like that. Like Although this this um, used to be. yeah this um, this card is very important for Targ hard control uh, to work at all. Yeah, I think it is. so. Yeah, it's gonna be fun so to see what people can do with it. Whilst I'm not a massive fan of Burn in general, I do like. I like if you're gonna play Burn, I like proper Burn. Yeah, you know, all in on the murdering everything. Uh, so I'm yeah. all about the hard control. Like I really liked playing Knights of the Hollow Hill, although mine was more of a jumper deck and a reset deck rather than a burn deck. But yeah, so so I'll be I'll be happy for that to come back. Just I don't like the the point and click of you know incinerate how that used to be. No, but yeah. Okay, uh, Peel, do you want to take the Martel cards? I will take all of them. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, we've got a uh, Maester of Starfall. I'm not a fan of this one already. Uh, three cost character with a singular power icon. Three strength. Uh, he's non-loyal, non-unique. Kind of. No. House Dane and Maester Neil, Master of Starfall, to choose a character. Until the end of that phase, that character loses. Choose one. Insight, Intimidate, Pillage, or Renown. So it's going to steal your renown for kneeling him. I'm not sure he's really that good. I don't see how he's worth it, to be honest, mate. Uh, Yaka, we discussed this. We discussed this mm -hmm. before the show. So do you want to? What, what were your thoughts? My thoughts was that this uh, character is very interesting. I think uh, mm -hmm. uh, he could be worth it against some houses. I mean, just imagine taking Robert's Intimidate, taking Gregor's uh, Pillage. Or just uh, renown from someone like Randall, maybe uh, makes him very powerful, very thematic with uh, Martel playing the long game, and uh, like you said, Dave, it could probably make Martel be interested in running here to serve. I think so, because you want to get Kaliot, you know, nine times out of ten, mm. but. If you're playing against, yes, if you're playing against Barrow, you think, right, I'll get the Maester of Starfall. You're playing against uh, a deck you expect to run Gregor, you might go and get, or if they set Gregor up, you might go and get the Maester. Uh, and it provides another target if Kaliot is in your setup hand. It does, yep. Which is important. Like, it's not really a playable plot if you've only got one Maester. But as soon as you start adding in non-unique Maesters that are playable, it's it's very worth it. And if you're playing your um, your favorite deck, Martel Night's Watch, you have yes, three maesters. Yay! Uh, if Do only it have. said loses stealth, and then he would be amazing in that deck. Yeah. But still, intimidate is very intimidate and renown are very useful to get rid of when you're playing Martel Watch. Yeah, 
I really like the um, um, the options that you get. It's like makes Martel even trickier to play. You got loads of options. What are you gonna do? The opportunity to cost to kneel him to take something. Or yeah, I like him. Yeah, I really like it. I think he's good. Um, we've had some maester tech spoiled that requires you to have maesters to use it. So we've got the chain. And there was a spoiler of the uh, an event which is like Neil a Maester to save a character or something. Yeah. So with that kind of thing coming, these non-unique Maesters that are playable on their own are very, very solid. Mm. So, yeah. Anything that brings back any semblance of Maesters is A-OK in my book. Now let's see an agenda. The next card is Condemned. It's an attachment. It's a condition attachment for Martel. Opponent's character only attached character loses a power icon. So more icon stealing from Martel. Meh. Not what we want. Not for Martel. No, that's exactly getting, what we want. They're getting good. I don't like. I don't trust. <laughs> Martel are playing the long game. By the time of their box, they'll be the most powerful house, and then they'll get yeah, hit with a restricted list so hard. No, I, I like the. Behold. I like the peels commenters. I don't trust them. <laughs> they're, they're sneaky. Peel's, Peel's well aware of how good Martel are from first edition. <laughs> I don't trust yeah. them. I don't, it's true. Mm. Um, I think this is brilliant. I think it's the best of... Well, the two we've got and probably the best of the three we'll get. Um, the power challenge is the most important challenge. Yeah. Uh, it's a challenge that Martel doesn't have a crazy amount of icons in, mm-hmm. so taking away their their potent ones is very useful. Um, but it 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 really shines in a deck that I'm very fond of, which is Barra Banner to the Sun. Oh um, yeah. Between this and Nymeria, that red keep is gonna go off. Oh. Like you are not winning a challenge, a power challenge. Uh, yeah. So I'm very excited to rebuild that because I had a great time with that in the core set and I haven't played it since. So, it is good. Yeah, it's nothing like just you know new terrain or like a Tywin or something. It's like yeah, you can get the other two challenges off, but unless you got put to the sword, don't really care what you do at this point because it's all about the power challenge. So yeah, and it's not terminal great. like the other one. It's... It's not terminal. Just stupid. So good. I'm excited to drop all three on one character. <laughs> it's like, do you murder it? Because, you know... <laughs> it's sad that it's only the opponent's character, because then you can't play it on your own Nymeria and make her just useless. <laughs> well, just for the banter. Yeah. It's just like, I'm, I'm winning so badly, I'm yes. going to make my Nymeria less good. You don't have to play <laughs> Fortified Decision. She's useless anyway. <laughs> I like it. I'm I'm well in for that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, give us the next card, Jakob. Okay. Or give it. Give us the next few. You can you can bring us on home with the neutrals. Right. We got neutral oh. neutral cards. Three of them. First one is a uh, Wilding Scout. It's a non-unique um, neutral character. Cost two. Has an intrigue icon. Strength of two. And an action. It says, sacrifice Wilding Scout to choose a character. Until the end of the phase, that character gains stealth. So, this is like a um, mini serial, but you have to sacrifice him. He's sneaky. 
He's sneaky and cheap. Sneaky little bastard. A very good bit of combo um, and a bit of useful kind of skills there for fighting a Night's Watch deck. Mm-hmm. Because he's got an Intrigue icon, which Night's Watch predominantly are the weakest in, or weaker in, I would say. Um, so that yeah, may be power. Um, and he can also give them stealth. So if they've only got one single monocon uh, of, uh, I don't know, a power icon or anything like that on the board, you should be able to get through a challenge against them. Mm-hmm. If you have one of these spare. Because um, it's at any phase, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. You can sacrifice him whenever you feel like it. Can you sacrifice him if he's now? Yep. Yep. Perfect then. Yeah. Cheeky entry. So you do an entry and then you sack him. Yeah. See ya. I am. Um... Uh, two costs. No, go, sorry. No, go on. I was say two costs, non unique characters. This is what we need to see. Smooth out those gold curves. Uh, it's yep. neutral. It's wonderful. We'll stop playing yep. those high cost characters, and everything will be back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I um... <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll get something else. Yeah, I mean, I, I would play this in probably nearly every house. It's it's good. It's very good in some houses. Sack him to give Randall uh, stealth. Crazy good. Yeah, or Bob. Or Bob. Yeah. Anyone who participates in multiple challenges yeah. is a fantastic target. Um, if you haven't got the great Kraken, he's great in Greyjoy with Balon. Yeah. Or, you know, just that extra little bit of stealth in Greyjoy can sometimes tip the balance. Run it in Targ cool. with Khal Drogo. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, he's he's very solid. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. The big question here as well is how many do you run in a deck? That will be interesting to see. Yeah, at the moment he seems like he's not that central to a strategy. He kind of just, I need a two-coster, who do I take? Oh, the Wildling Scout looks like a good shout, so I probably wouldn't yeah. run a playset of him. Probably maybe two to start, see how I like him. Yeah, I think, honestly, I would probably switch out maybe Serial for this guy in some decks. Okay. Just to Just to see how it works. I know giving that military icon is very, very strong as well. Especially when, when Martell is good. But um could be interesting to try. Okay. Oh. I had a great time at the weekend uh, giving my uh, Ravens military icons and stealth. <laughs> Reliving the good old days. <laughs> oh, and winning challenges carry on birds. Carry on yeah, birds. winning challenges with these one-strength stealthy military icons. It was very nostalgic. <laughs> good fun. Yeah. So... Okay. Do you want me to take the next card as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, we discussed it at length last week with Ryan. Uh, that's two world champs in two weeks. What a great uh, great turnout we've had. Yeah. Um, so, if I mean, Peel and I have already discussed it at length, but if you want to give us some quick yeah, just, insight uh, to it, then great. I'm really happy that uh, we get Bruno's card back. Um, yeah. It's a great card, and it's one of the reasons that I'm really looking forward to to this pack is going to change how we play the game. Uh, probably not as much as a Valor would, but um, players that have played the game uh, only second edition from the core set up until now will um, scratch their heads after this pack, I think. They're going to rethink the deck building strategies, and I really like that. Uh, there is this one thing, though, I am a bit concerned that they actually released it this early because it's going to mess around a lot. 
So I'm a big fan, uh, uh, and I'm also scratching my head a bit because I don't really know what to do with it. <laughs> You're just like, do I do I worry about it? Do exactly. I abuse it or try and abuse it? Um, do I check yeah, against I... it? Do I play it myself? And how do I yeah. check against it? And how do you play it yourself? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Would you? Would you rather it came at the end of the cycle, or next cycle, or the box, or what? Uh, in one way, I would have liked it to come in the stock box, because then it wouldn't cycle out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would come that comes like in a couple of weeks, so it wouldn't make a difference uh, timing-wise. Uh, yeah. But it's just, I mean, it's inevitable that it would come sometime, and I'm not sure if it's better later in the cycle. I think in the end it's just... Um, I'm afraid that it's going to scare new players from the game because it's such an NPE card for when when you're not preparing for it. Yeah, if you don't know it's in the meta, it can really, really wreck you. Yeah. Um, luckily, it's it's come, I think it's come just late enough so that people have had time to prepare. They, you know, we know it's coming people are aware of it now and anyone who joins has just joined will be made aware of it or you know anyone who starts it in the next couple of months should be all right because people will say look first love winter's the thing it's like when we taught someone first edition you'll say there is this plot card called valor and it does this and you have to be aware of that yeah because otherwise you're fucked yes um first snow is is that in this meta yes um, definitely although obviously not as impactful um yeah, I love it, obviously, uh, and I'm I'm happy we've got it. I yeah. I think it doesn't matter that it's not in a box because it's it's such an icon Out of all the champ cards. It's up there in like the you know the top three or four iconic yeah. champ cards with Mira and Knights of the Hollow Hill. Yeah. Um, it it's you know it's gonna come back. Uh, maybe they'll slightly revise it if it comes back, which could be good because. Is is that the right cost point with this new expanded gold curve? Is that the right amount of gold? Because previously it was, you know, a return of printed cost two or lower to their owner's hand, and it mm-hmm. was three gold. So you could play out a character purely on that gold on the plot stats. Um, so maybe if it comes, you know, if it's rotated down, comes back, they might make it four gold or. or and is the initiative right? Um, yeah, exactly. Five initiative is really really solid for first mode. Mm-hmm. Like very potent. I am a. One last comment from me is that I'm a bit worried that Lannister is going to be even better with this card. Yeah, the gold off Tywin plus the ambush. Yeah, and all the jumper effects that good. they've got. Yeah, with, that, that is a good the concern, jumper but... events. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. People are tired fine. of Lannister by now, right? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Murder them. Burn them. Yeah. <laughs> that's the easiest way alright then bring us on home with the last uh, the last plot cool uh, um, and funnily enough it's a, another signed uh, 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 or a card that we, that we can get signed it's a uh, fantastic uh, Wraiths in their midst it's a 4-1-1 plot winter traits reduce the reserve value on each opponent's revealed plot card by 2 to a minimum of 2 it's interesting, and um, definitely uh, pumps up the uh, the choke mechanism in the game a bit more. 
But I'm not sure yeah, how playable it is and when you're going to play it. It's definitely if you can get a you know the gold, a bit of a gold lock in, and then you drop this to empty their hand a little bit and really turn the screw. That can help. Um, it's obviously brilliant against first snow. Yeah, reducing uh, reducing it down to four is really going to hurt them just as much as it might hurt you. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it's potentially a solid opener if you get a good setup. Oh yeah. It can't be hit by naval. Five reserve isn't too bad, but putting them down to four reserve is, or one assumes four reserve. Uh, if they play March first turn, put them down to three reserve. That oh. that really hurts. Um, I think. At the moment, with reserve being, you know, hovering around six, it's not really a concern most of the time. But if if it's four, that is a considerable difference, especially turn one. Yeah. So I would I would watch out for that. If you're running a low curve, consider racing the mists as your uh, as your first plot, and maybe your second if you really fancy it. Oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> you can, you can do that. Times uh. if you really fancy it. Especially if you have two cards that's signed by Mr. Yadrashek. He gives you both. Well, show off. Don't you get plus one gold for every signature? <laughs> Definitely. The card will lovely cover three the gold the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> it's a solid plot. <laughs> yeah, I really like it. Would you play it, Peel? Nah. I'm not going to. No. It's not that fantastic. It's not Snow of Winter. It, it's not, no. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's nothing too bad, but I can't think of any... I'm trying to think of kind of low-reserve plot cards that are quite commonly played, and I can't... Nothing's massively popping to head. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that's really, really common. I mean, like, in every single person's deck. In multiple... Well, marched is five, and that's in a lot of decks. I think that's... What yeah. worth it? Yeah, but you'd have to get it on the March turn. It's all about timing. It's one of those timing cards. I think if you time it right, it'll be fantastic. But well, there's nothing. I think you can you can generally tell when March is coming. When you've got one guy left, like ah. you've got one guy left. Yeah. Um, as I say, it's good first turn because you can pop someone down to four reserve. I'd... Assuming they open with a standard plot, mm. four reserve turn one is is quite is quite hard. I would like yeah. like to see it. Um, I'd like it with a bit more gold. Four gold isn't much, and that's my only alarming fact. And if you've got kind of... There's not been many cases where I've had under about four or five cards in my hand. Yeah. But it would think, be entertaining uh, like... in nothing else, in melee. In melee, it'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, I assume <laughs> that's an why the, uh, yeah. the limit like, is ah. there. To stop everyone playing race in their midst. Yeah. <laughs> And just lowering oh, everyone's reserve what? to zero. Yeah. I, I mean, there is obviously synergy with Alanis there as well. I think that's the only other reserve lowering card. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to good to say that if you play, play that and Alanis, you can't res, uh, reduce um, political disaster to, to one. Yeah. Br brutal. <laughs> Even two reserve is just disgusting, isn't it? Oh, it is. Definitely what is. What do you do with that? Yeah. That's horrible. But like you said, Dave, I, I guess it's the best counter to first no currently. Yeah. Pretty much. Or like a two claimer. But it's it's solid. It's good. 
I like it. I think it's fun. It's got its place in the meta. Yep. Um, I don't think it will be. It won't be in every deck, but I think it's uh, it's worth considering in a lot of them. Yep. Uh, I think it's it's fun to play. Uh, NPE, good stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's our chapter pack review. It is. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's got like. Uh, it's got like uh, five five cards with Yadrashek. I'm pleased. That's pretty good. Are there any Tizianos there? No, I don't think no. so. And uh, Marius hasn't done any since the core set, so still uh, a one a one quarter, you know, twenty five percent signable at Starlex. So mm. that's a pretty good ratio. It is. This, yeah, this stack of cards to get signed is getting bigger and bigger by the day, which pleases and me. For, and we'll make for anyone sign. interested, I would be willing to sign both everyone's Horus and Halder. So. Just yeah, just they're just so wonderful that you, you'll sign them anyway. I'll just sign <laughs> their faces. <laughs> yeah, just a big black dot. Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Jakob. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, don't forget everyone to listen to uh, Great Beards of Westeros. Uh, a Great riot of the time. <laughs> what did you say, Bill? Great Beards. I just had a little chuckle to Great Beards of Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> My fair again. Yep, there it is. Great Beards. It's good fun. It, it, it's, it really was. I'm, um, I'm, um, I'm going to say that... Uh... Uh, next week we're we're gonna have something fun. Might be yeah. a potential something fun. Oh, fantastic! A potential future future thing for pe- people to enjoy. Okay, that that's that's intriguing. Yeah, something that Sorry. has um, something with beards. <laughs> something beard related on on beard, yeah, beards. Yeah, which of which which uh, relates to the card game. Oh, Spe- especially something that. It's coming in the future, so that's something for you. Uh, what have you have you got a spoiler to do with bids? Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get spoilers so quickly? <laughs> Calling in all the favors. <laughs>